Bones are amazing things. They hold us up. They support us. They make us strong. But bones have other uses. In the past, bones were thrown by diviners, seeking out the mysteries of the future. Now the bones are cubes, made of plastic or resin, but they still reveal things to us. As they fall from our fingers and rattle across the table, the story becomes clear. Welcome to Bone Thrower's Theater, an RPG actual play podcast. Welcome back to Bone Thrower's Theater. My name is Jeremy, and for this special Eldritch High session of the podcast, I am playing Ramiro Alvarez. I'm Carlin. I'm currently playing Yorn Gunnarsson, who's involved in a bit of a fight. Um, this is Jackie, and I'm playing Ayana Juicy, uh, and I am the damsel in distress, I guess, at this point. <laughs> this is Jeff, and I'm playing Ando Ganshu, the Japanese kid who doesn't care what happens to anyone <laughs> in this situation. And I'm Jordan, and I'm headmastering this particular session. It's been a busy first day of classes. When is the headmaster going to pop out of the woodwork and do something? Yeah, the headmaster is going to go ahead and try and take another grab at Mr. Manticore and see what happens there. So I do the three again, right? Yeah. Eight. Four. Three. Jack. Okay. Nine. Twenty-three. for me. Twenty-one. I'm going to pass. What do you mean? I mean, the, because I have the highest l- number, I'm going to let you dis- make... I'm going to... Do, oh, say something about Yeah, let okay. you describe what goes first. Um, so you're just trying to grab me, so... Yeah. I move to the side, and he misses me and plunges part of what he's trying to grab with, like his limbs, into the ground. And that helps him stabilize as he reaches around and scoops underneath the manticore's stomach, and you can feel the branches growing around you and tightening and holding you into place. And he, like, pulls you forward. He goes, um, you leave Gareth alone. And he just reaches forward with his teeth and he, like, rips off your ear. Just takes a big old bite out of your ear. Wouldn't you have to do another another contested? Yeah, I mean we can do it for trying to maim my guy. Yeah, we can go ahead and do that. Because the this initial pull was just for grabbing him. Yeah. Ten. Queen. Eight. Eight. Nine. Five. All right. Then. So he goes to take to try and bite you. I change out of the manacore. Okay. So that I'm able to fall out of his grasp because I become significantly smaller, and so I fall out of his grasp and start running the opposite direction. I'm gonna reach out. I'm gonna draw a. Uh, I'm gonna increase my ward to a, a circle on the ground. Okay. And uh, eight. Five. You succeed. Yep. Um, hey, Metal Boy, get over here. This is a circle that's about the size of a dining room table. We'll keep you safe. I've run to it. Hondo, you just watch in amazement. <laughs> he's mm-hmm. hanging out. He's taking pictures. <laughs> well, I was going to say, he's probably Very taking pictures. Very Asian style, like, sticking out in the Hashtag, air. Hashtag, have nothing to do with. 
<laughs> he's, probably, he's probably doing the video of it so he can post it on YouTube later. Hashtag, I should make some friends. <laughs> so sorry. Video I don't know what's going on with this Gareth kid. I told, you, I told you to watch out. Well, I'm watching out. I mean, I feel safe. I mean, you're the one that irritated the crap out of him. It's not my fault. It's not your fault. We're instigating a poor kid from the second you saw him in all the troops. Ki- poor kid! Look at this! So, He's... while you guys are arguing, a horse comes up. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Should we get in a horse? I don't Man, know. This place is weird. <laughs> it's probably safer here in your in your bubble. That's true. So I guess the horse can join us? I don't know. Well, the horse is... It's only the size of a table, so I'm only thinking it's like what? It's like about this size. Yeah, about this size. Mm-hmm. So... You're a small horse, dude. The horse can't get every all of it into it, because it's what a horse is about six to eight feet long. Make a choice, front half or back half. <laughs> well, if they're not getting on, I'm not sticking around. Yeah. Yeah, but Mr. Twiggy is going to try and grab you. Yeah, of course he is. He sucks. I liked him better than he was a squirrel. So I only get two, right? You all only thought he was a squirrel, yeah. I thought he would just leave us alone. Oh, make like Seven, a tree. Three. 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 Oh. Ace. So uh, you make your ten. I don't. So you go ahead and describe what happens. I guess he wasn't aware of the circle that was drawn, and he went to grab the front half of the horse, which was actually in the circle, and. As the branches are getting there, they just kind of bend and one of them snaps as he's trying to reach into the circle. Okay. With the circle, did you draw this with chalk or how did you draw it? A stick. Um, With Twiggy. (laughs) (laughs) No, you know what? I used foundation that I had in my bag and I sort of sprinkled it on the ground in a circle. Probably wasn't cheap foundation either. It wasn't. I must like you or something to... (laughs) I see that Twiggy is going after a horse. After someone else besides the people that I don't care about. Yeah. And so that makes me go into action. What do you do? Alchemy. Alchemy! Bring the fire! Okay, so you, you have you have Quicksilver on you? Yeah. Does there have to already be fire somewhere? I think there does. I don't I imagine there's sure. like torches and stuff around campus. That's possible. It's getting nighttime. That's if you want to make that a truth, you can go ahead and spend, with th- discard five cards. Okay. Why not? Yeah. Truth. It is for fact. For real, though. Now there's fire there, so you can do whatever you yes, want. Yes, the el- el- wizard must have some of the element available. He must also have a bit of mercury. The wizard drops the mercury on his tongue and whispers the secret name of the element. He may then give the element a single command. Well... I, being good at alchemy, mm-hmm. would already have a vial of mercury on me. Mercury? Mercury. Metallic. Poison. Put it back in my pocket. Uh, secret fire name. Burn the tree thing. Okay. Now go ahead and uh, make your draw. You can draw three. Um, if you want, you can use your extra credit to increase your card draw. But that's something I think you need to do before you decide. I'll save the extra credit for something extra special. Six, four, okay. So uh, we can make the three a bang. So you call the fire, what happens? I set it, set the tree thing on fire. 
Okay. I'm, I'm making this an uncontested roll because he's not paying any attention to uncontested so. roll, uncontested pull. Because, yeah, he wasn't paying any attention to you and you're like a bit further away. So, Mr. Twiggy starts screaming in pain and lurches away to try and try and find some water. And at this point, you start seeing professors and like the headmaster and stuff like swooping in. Well, I'm getting detention. (laughs) (laughs) And they actually they rush right past you. They all attack Mr. uh, Mr. Twiggy. I did the right thing. Yeah. It's pretty violent. Um, You actually see the shadow guards, Twigs, the shadow watch, like rush in. Now the shadow watch are an interesting part of Eldritch High. Uh, they're basically like the guardians, like in, in the Prisoners of Azkaban, like the the guardians that the watch mothers? the yeah. So they're kind of bad news bears. I don't know if they're necessarily Dementors, but they're um, what Harry becomes at the end of the series. Oh, Rs. Yeah, the Rs. So they swoop in and they uh, they like uh, they knock him to the ground and they beat out the fire, but then they like wrap him in this silver mesh. And you know he starts screaming in agony, and they and they drag him across the quad. And uh, Professor uh, Zarastris says, "You four, get back into the classroom." When you're all assembled, he says, "This was a dangerous situation that we did not realize. Thank you for putting a stop to the demon that had infiltrated the school." Told you. Good thing I'm taking up Fibonacci classes so I can get better at. Figure out who my minion should be. Yeah. And the, so they decide, you know, it's time to send you all back to your dorms. They're like, um, Yorn, because of your work in uncovering this demonic infiltrator, we're going to actually lift your detention. Oh, that's good. Yeah. What about taking away my demerit? Unfortunately, you flew a little too close to the sun. Oh, so clever. Mythology reference. That's, that's my character. Yeah, I, I figured that would be a metal thing to say. Yes, <laughs> it is. Yes, it is. And so they send you all back to your respective halls. Sweet. Sweet. All right, so that pretty much wraps up tonight's role-playing session of um, Eldritch High. Um, real quickly, let's go ahead and everybody gets five points at the end of the game. I'm just flipping to that part here. Yeah, and those get used for... Those get used for... Like three. Studying, goofing off, yeah. things like that. Mm-hmm. Where does this get put? Well, you spend them right away. Yeah. There are different categories, and then we have to figure out what to use them on. Um, and they do different things. Stud- it's like studying, practicing, goofing off. I think there might be a fourth... I think the extra credit turns into yeah, your extra just an extra of one of those in. we can choose. Yeah. You got extra credit for being racist, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A disclaimer for myself. I am not racist in any way. <laughs> That's sure. exactly what racist people say. I just like my Nintendo DS. So. <laughs> you could spend them more than three ways. Studying, practicing, or goofing off. All have benefits. Um, each game counts as one week of a semester. Um, each semester is 12 weeks. At the end of the first semester, uh, you get to take the midterm. Under each class, you see a spot for study points. You may choose uh, to use your downtime between games to devote to study. Each points allows you to roll 1d10 plus 5 
when it comes time for midterms. If you roll a 10, roll it again and add to the two results together. The sum is your grade. See the nearby sidebar. Never mind about that. Practice allows you to refine and specialize particular skills and spells. Note that practicing does not add anything to your study points or help you pass your classes. See the practice list next to the character sheet? That's where you list the specialties and spells that you get from practicing. So those are the ones that, like, so for example, you turning into a manticore, mm -hmm. that might be something that you want to keep on practicing. And that could be a specialty, so right. you get an extra card to pull. Right, exactly. Okay. Or turning into a snake, that type of thing. Yeah. Uh, instead of studying or practicing, you can choose, you can just choose to goof off. Goofing off does not add anything to your classes, but unlike kids who spend all their time in the dorms with their noses in the books, you do gain access to some very special benefits. Goofing off does have its drawbacks, however. It means you pull fewer points towards studying, but it also get, can get you into trouble. We'll talk about that in a moment. Dark magic. You can earn a level of dark magic, but of course you also get a dark magic point. Studying dark magic costs three homework points. Demerits. Instead of wasting time around campus, you do extra work around campus, thus eliminating one demerit from your record. One homework point gets rid of one demerit. Exploring. Exploring around the school and its grounds unlocks all kinds of secrets. You get to say things are true about the school. Exploring costs one homework point. So these are all different things you can do to goof off. Right. A magic item. You can spend your time goofing off making your own magic item. You may only make one item per homework period. Creating a magic item costs three homework points. Willpower. Exploring the world's doors makes you a rougher, tougher wizard or witch. World doors are like special doors that are built into the building that will transport you places. Every five homework points spent in this category adds one rank of willpower to your character sheet. Students cannot have more than ten willpower. Mm. So those are the different things that you can do. How many homework points does it take for the willpower to increase? Uh, every five homework points get, that you spend in the So account. we're getting five homework points or three today? Five. 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 And then that extra credit is an additional? Mm-hmm. Okay. You can convert it to additional at this point. Six total. So I don't fully get what the goofing off does then. Uh, goofing off, if you goof off and you learn dark magic as a goof off, you get a, uh, you learn that ability. Okay. Uh, if you goof off, you can get rid of demerits. That's counted, counted as goofing off. You can explore, which allows you to say more things about what's true in the campus. Mm -hmm. um, or you can build a magic item or develop okay. willpower. Okay. Those are the, the subdivisions of goofing off. Okay, okay. So we would just, if we're going to study, we would need to study in specific areas. Yeah, in specific areas. So we could, okay, got it, got it, got it. Hmm. Well, I think I'm definitely going to practice turning into a main core. That's going to become one of your specialties? Yeah. So I think I'm going to study shape-shifting for two. Alchemy. That use of alchemy was pretty badass, by the way. Thank you. Yeah, it was pretty good. Oh, wait. Do do I just spend one for practicing? You can spend... Or, I'm sorry. Is it like one specialty? One per specialty. Oh, okay. So if you want to turn into a snake as one of your specialties, yeah. you can you can switch that over as well. And the more you use that as a specialty, like the more points you write down next to it, the more cards you get to draw for it. Okay. 
think I'm going to do for another specialty being able to create like armor of fire around my body. Okay, so that would, I would say that would be a, a fire conjuration specialty. Well, alchemy. But no, but you can't specialize in the class itself. You have to specialize in something specific. Well, that's what I mean. That's why I was saying that one specific thing right. within it. Okay. Within alchemy. Because okay. I because I am taking alchemy. Okay. I think I'm going to put three of my points towards dark magic and the other two towards bewitchment. And okay. I st studied two in shape-shifting, one in alchemy, one in bewitchment. Okay. Did I, I studied. I did some work. Good. Not Good a terrible study. student. Two in divination, one in shape-shifting. Mine all went into study. Two in alchemy, one in conjuration, one in crafts, and one in weapons. One in what? Weapons. <laughs> Weapons. You have to say it that up. way every time. <laughs> so that is that all six yes. of your points? Five. Oh. Oh, it's six. I got six. Sweet. I can do a specialty of shape shifting into a horse. How do no, I put one in goofing off? That was well, just convenient at the time. A pony. So oh. My little so pony. So one point. Oh, sneaky. Fox. Get it over here. What does the fox sneak? Explo you could do exploring Sneaky. with one point. I think you can pretty much do anything with and one point. Not on goofing off. Oh, it. Um, yeah, goofing off takes more points. Yeah. I'll do exploring. And I, I just in parentheses. Isn't that under goofing off? Doesn't that take more than one point? Exploring costs one homework point. Okay. Yeah. Right. I will say that I, I think this is a game that. I'd like to come back to oh, yes. mm -hmm. now that we do again it. because yeah because when you're just starting off it's kind of I feel like it's it's, it's a little there's a little less flow to it just yeah. because you're trying to be like wait what do I do at this point what am right. I able to do with this and like yeah and, and that's one reason why I try to keep the adventure in and of itself simple yeah man if you had gone to Mr. Twiggy's special place that was <laughs> In the I knew realm. slightly better than that. Well, there's this thing. There's called. They're called riddle doors, um, and riddle doors are basically like where magical experience experiments happened that have been sealed off. But every once in a while, you know, you can sneak through them. So it was going to lead to like this place where there were actually like squirrels and stuff like that in there. Mister Twiggy was uh, like, Gareth was a real kid, but. Mr. Twiggy was a demon that took over him. Oh, okay. And, like, actually killed his parents. Oh. So you, re like, remember Gareth was saying that he hadn't killed his parents. Yeah. Yeah, he was in denial about that. Yeah. So what? he was, he was... Not in denial, but I guess really being Gareth at that point. Right, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, my goal with Gareth was to start building my minions, building my skank army. Sorry. To go back to me girls. army. My army of skanks. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I would. I, I knew. I had planned out. I had planned out Mr. Twiggy, that Mr. Twiggy was like going to be the the big bad for the episode. Okay. Um, so I it was really, you know, when you saw when when your character latched onto him, I'm like, thank you, because yeah, yeah. I was really afraid that I was going to have this big bad. And my my it played out like just like I thought. Like we'd have a student that was kind of kind of a bully with Grant and then we would have this one character who had a, like a, a real victim complex with, with Gareth mm -hmm. and so it's like well we can t we can take the, that and turn it into a 
to a good little monster. And actually, the monster as a um, as a reference point is actually from an anime series I've been watching called Tokyo Ghoul. Is it good? Yeah, yeah, I like it a lot. Yeah. I like it a lot. What are you watching it through? Uh, Hulu, and I recommend it. It's it's probably one of my favorite animes right now. One of the favorites that I've seen of this year. Better than Attack on Titan? No, well, I mean, it's better in different ways. Because Attack on Titan is all about isolationism. Whereas um, Tokyo Ghoul is trying to figure out how to survive with the other. So there's different angles that they're looking at in terms of the themes. Really analyzing that, Jordan. Yeah, well, that's what I do. (laughs) If you want to hear more analysis of media... You can go ahead and take a look at our... Uh, Carlin and I do a podcast that specifically focuses on movies. Carlin and Jordan's Most Excellent Movie Night. It's awesome. It is. But anyway, you guys... I had There, there were a lot of fun moments of role-playing tonight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I really liked Ando. You know, just sitting over there playing his video games. You know, I was, I was really surprised that you didn't have him like... You know, like having a book, textbook cracked open and you know, like studying during lunch because that would have been the. No, it's lunchtime. You always goof off during lunchtime. Well, I mean, yeah, but Asians. Yeah, there's that 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 Asian stereotype of they're always studying, like they they're in class like ten hours a day and stuff like that. When do they play their video games at lunchtime? I guess that's the only time they have. Yeah, if you're always carrying a gaming system with you. Yeah. Sorry, there wasn't more card draws throughout the game. I actually drew a lot. So, yeah. <laughs> you was, did? Yeah. You were like, I'm forcing this. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I wanted to experience the mechanics of it. And yeah. I felt like it was worth it. It was. What did you think of the mechanics overall? Just I think it's an interesting departure from what we're used to. Yeah. Yeah. So, Unlike the dice roll, there will be a good outcome at some point. Yeah, you know that you're going to get a 10 at some point or another. Yeah, and then you also kind of have running in your mind, like, you know, when uh, Jeff took at least, I saw two face cards, we did the five discard. Yeah. You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. you start kind of counting your cards a little bit and going, wow, I've had a lot. Well, and that's part of the, the point of the five discards, um, is that it gives you the economy to do something that you want in the story, but it doesn't give you the ability. You know, because one thing that he could have done as an alternative is he could have had one conjuration be a Bic lighter. And then he could have and then he could have done that. But he chose to make the story he choose chose to make something true about the environment and that the quad is lined with old time torches. That's something that, that came in handy. But it also now defines our version of Kirky's Academy. That's true. And I thought I thought that that worked well. I, I'm still learning the feel of the system. I thought it was fun. Um, like the, I don't know if I mentioned this on air before, but the the classroom is uh, something in the like the first day of class is something that I stole from the Monster Hearts game. Okay. Uh huh. So, I liked it. I, th- I thought it was good for establishing who's there, um, what kind of characters could be involved. I I really like the the going around. And establishing who's sitting where, mm-hmm. um, it lends itself very well to, like Carlin said, coming back to this game because we know that all right, we've had Gareth that he had his role. Now, how is Elena going to fit into the picture? Yeah, kind of thing. Right. Um, who's she going to butt heads with, or 
Oh no, who's she gonna butt heads with? Mm-hmm. Technology is she gonna destroy? She's gonna butt heads with Ando. Yeah. She's also gonna butt heads with uh, Ayana because Ayana has the the magicked up phone, which will allow her to still text. Oh yeah. Ooh. Yeah. That might get the two of you to actually team up. Ooh. Oops, I dropped my pencil. I was gonna make a note on the character on the layout of magic phone. Magic cell. I got well, yeah, I, I really think we just got our toes wet for this session. Yeah, this is definitely something I think we should come back to. There, the the way that it's supposed to play is you're supposed to have two different levels. You're just like the Harry Potter books. Um, there's the 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 big story of Voldemort over everything else, but then you also have the little stories like Harry falls in love. You know, Hermione uses the the. Um, the time spell to to take multiple classes at the same time you know you you have everything going on in your normal academic feel but you also have an extended story so i kind of would like to see what would happen if you know gareth is just the first you know and so there's that extended story that we have going on now but it also was a very personal thing because you were trying to make a friend a friend in quotes because you know you were just trying to manipulate somebody yeah um and it it didn't work out as well as we thought it would. And, and I asked to know where I wanted to go. I was like, well, do I take an easy target that's looking for a friend, or do I, you know, be the hoe that I want to be? Yeah. I mean, and, I mean, I think with some of the other interactions, we've laid the groundwork for other things to, to happen. I mean, like the scene that uh, Romero had with Joanna, where he was just trying to tell her to shut up, mind her own business. Alone. He sort of opened a can of worms, and now she's like following him around like a little puppy, mm-hmm. kind of thing. That was fun. Yeah, I that could it. that could be something to come back to in the future. That was all his fault too. Well, yeah, it was. <laughs> I had fun with that one. Well, if you think about it too, everything that we covered in the course of this game was just during school hours, yeah. pretty much. I mean, you could so, you could do stuff outside of school hours. Well, and I would think that that's where probably the most interesting, exciting stuff is going to happen is outside of school hours because there's no structure. Yeah. Like, when you're in school, you have structure to the day. So there are things you kind of have to do, and it kind of limits what can happen within right. that structure. So once you get to, like, the free time, it's very open. Yeah, and that's why I tried to skip ahead, uh, like, give you a flavor of each of the classes and then skip ahead. Yeah. You know, so you kind of get this idea. Oh, these are what the class is like, and this is what the professor was like. I love the the septum room was great. Thank you for that, because I had fun. Yep. <laughs> yes, you you had fun with that. And I, I love the was it Professor Proudfoot has now given uh, Ramiro just free range. Carte blanche. He's gonna walk in the next day shirtless because he can. It's part of my classes. Shut up. <laughs> well, I mean, also, Professor Zoroastris seemed to be chill with the barefoot thing. Yeah. So. Yeah, what's with these professors and not requiring clothing? Well, I think I think the thing is that magic is, is such an individualized thing, how people attach it. Because if you look at how the sight works in this game, there's no one way to become magically attuned. You know, so because people have their own predilections and their own interests, their magic is very much tied into their personality. So I feel like the teachers are going to be a little looser with something that's a personality thing, you know, if it enhances the student's ability to work magic. Yeah, that's where I was going with Romero's, like, never wearing all of his clothing, because that's where he got his sight from, was this weird guy wandering in the the forest in the mountains. Yeah. 
kind of thing. So it's like if that's where he got his sight from, he's going to sort of act in a similar fashion. Right. And be more of like a hippie, yeah, outdoorsy type person. Yeah. I think another thing about coming back to this is that we have a better idea of who our characters are because we played through some stuff. Mm-hmm. And you can see that in the beginning of when we started the podcast and we were doing the Terra Proxima stuff is we we didn't fully know which way we were going. And then there were kind of key elements of the story that occurred to give us a cue and be like, okay, that's the direction that this character's going. This is who this character is. And then you can you, you start like playing with, with a lot more assuredness. Yeah. Just, you know who the character is. Yeah. So it's rougher when you're starting out like this because... You don't, like, you're trying to come up in your mind with who the character is as a person. Yeah. And you need events first to kind of, like, really shape them. I was listening to a podcast this morning before coming over here as prep, um, talking about children and imaginary friends. You know, um, yeah. That's where Twiggy came yeah. from? Yeah, yeah. It's, well, re- really, Twiggy came from the idea of an imaginary friend, which is why I had the bag and the acorns and everything like that. And he was popping the acorns in there, not not as to feed a squirrel, but for Twiggy fuel. Anyway, I was listening to this podcast, and they were talking about how adults do the same type of thing that kids do with, where they process the world and try and understand things uh, through pseudo-imaginary friends with television characters. No, oh, yeah. You know, seeing the world through what goes on with it with a, a television character and how, like, someone on your favorite show would interact in, in a particular environment. Then that gives you an idea how you're supposed to react and you can put your anxieties and your frustration on that television character. Uh, which was a really interesting idea and concept of how we use TV the same way that children use imaginary characters. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that to me was, um, you know, something that I was I was thinking of when we were thinking when I would think of role playing is that we're taking these characters that are imaginary and everything like that, and we're putting them into situations where we're going to see where what they do. Like we always talk about, you know, things that our characters are going to do, and we know what they're going to do with a certain amount of assurity. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's something that I think. We're doing. We're tapping into something that's very elemental and very young and very uh, influential into how humanity is supposed to work. But we don't do it in a way that a lot of other people do, or other people don't use the same outlet as we. It's a shame. It is. <laughs> Everyone should play RPGs. Every, yeah, I think the world would be a happier <laughs> place it's if so people, metal. If people threw so metal. <laughs> if people threw dice ra- then rather than use bombs, I think the world would be a better place. If we were just throwing a couple D20s <laughs> and not at his wife. Yeah. I was actually, before we got together today to, to do the do the session, I was talking to my wife trying to talk her into at some point just trying to do role playing. And she said, well, if you guys got together at normal times to do it and you weren't going until crazy hours into the morning, <laughs> maybe I would consider Well, I mean, there, there, was a whole sh- there was a whole run where we were doing from like 1 to 7 in the app. Like, you remember that? Yeah, yeah. And true. that worked really well. It's just, you know, schedules for with work yeah. and everything like that. But now that my day shift hours are starting, that might actually become something that we can do on a more regular basis. Yeah, it's going to make you less nocturnal for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm looking around the room and everybody else is dragging. No, like seriously. I was tonight, and yeah. this, which is not normal for me. Usually, I'm ready to one of the one that's wide awake, but I'm sitting here like, oh man. As as we were racking up our, our homework points, I'm 
cracking open a Red Bull for the ride back home. Yeah. And uh, look at the clock going, I got church in seven hours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think I think we don't really have any points to hand out tonight. Uh, we don't. Snacks were good. Um, I really liked that soda, Carlin, that you brought. Yes. The uh, mandarin lime soda. I mandarin might actually. lime soda. I might steal one of those for you. Yeah, the I brought some uh, Hanson's organic uh, sodas with sugar cane and. I brought their creamy root beer, which is a nice root beer, and their mandarin lime soda, which is just really like refreshing and nice fruity soda. If anybody try one of those before, yeah, yeah. oh yeah. If anybody believes that fructose corn syrup doesn't make a difference in your soda, try try real cane cane sugar soda. Uh, Mountain Dew Throwback is really good. Pepsi Throwback. Yeah, even just take a can of Pepsi, take a can of Throwback. So different, yeah. so much better. Yeah, it tastes so much better. But we also had um, Jackie and I brought chips and dip, which were really good. I liked yeah. those. And I brought some other chips. I brought some like kettle style chips. One was like sweet chili, garlic. Those were amazing. Yeah, those were really good. And then just kind of for fun, I brought uh, maple bacon chips. Yeah, those are still around. Which actually did not. I, I thought they were gonna taste bad. Actually, I was mainly bringing them for novelty purposes, but didn't taste too bad. Honestly, no. kind of tastes good. It tasted good. The sweet Def- chili garlic though definitely like, didn't yeah, have enough bad. bacon flavor. I would have to say. Yeah, bacon could have been more pronounced. Yeah, those chips. And then Jordan and I also brought gluten-free Snickerdoodles, but I think Jordan ate one cookie and I ate eleven. She yeah. Well, no, I had two or three, and you <laughs> okay. and you pretty much <laughs> demolished the rest of them. You know, like, gluten-free Snickerdoodles. I those are the type of cookies I cannot buy for my office or home because that's gone in that day. Um, in terms of role playing, uh, this I don't I don't know if there was anything that was extremely outstanding. Ando had some very funny lines tonight. <laughs> so did uh, so did Juicy. Juicy, <laughs> Juicy is. <laughs> I should not. I should. I should have learned better the other night when uh, Jackie and I were rolling up Dungeons and Dragons characters, and and she decided I'm going to roll up a a transgendered halfling for. It was more for the comedy purpose of it. Like walking around as, you know, a character named Lavinia with an Adam's apple and talking like this. Yeah. So it was it was uh I should have known better than letting her name characters. Sometimes you just <laughs> Sir grabs a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like sometimes you should just create characters that you don't necessarily want to play, um, but that you think would be good for one purpose or another in the context of the story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, a good example of what just wrapped up with Dragon Slayers that w- that we did. I mean, I was not looking to play like a submissive character because that's not the typical character I like to play or like a dumb character either. But I did it because I thought it would it could add some good comedy elements yeah. to the story, and I think it worked pretty well. Oh, it's just, it worked. You know, it was it was fantastic. My my goal for this character is to not like her. Like, do something every session that I'm just repulsed by. Like, she's taking advantage of this poor kid that's obviously got something going on. It backfired on her, but whatever. Yeah, probably the right thing for uh, Juicy to have done in that situation is gone to, like, Professor Zarastris and, like, look, he's getting bullied. and. Yeah, but, yeah, no, and I actually really... I really thought about doing that. Like, I really was about to say... Because if I would have known that homework was going to happen at the end of the day, too... I would have suggested that. I just did that to try and get you all together. Yeah. 
But I um, I guess I could have asked for a, I think a loose aspect of the schedule and he probably would have said something about it. But I also like that potentially I was going to be this kid's hero and he would have owed me. Yeah. And that's what I was going for. Oh, trust me. You've got like 14 other children to manipulate in this homeroom. That's the plan. <laughs> well, and you could connect with the one guy because oh yeah, he's uh, potentially royalty. Yeah, there, there's so yeah, you guys Abdo. Are both very privileged. And then there's also Ralph. Yes, Ralph Hilfiger, which I think you created just for the express purpose of wrapping around your little finger. Ralph, the regulation high that has some self-esteem issues. It's like the guy, the guy you were telling me about, who's really quite attractive, and you all told him to wear tighter shirts. Yeah. <laughs> no, maybe it's just going on a podcast because that is going to be my EEO complaint when the time comes down. But yes. Yes. All the females in the office were like, oh, hey, unnamed individual, please wear tighter shirts. And this person did. Yikes. And we all liked it. Sexual harassment much. <laughs> Sexual harassment. Panda. <laughs> oh, yeah, South Park. <laughs> Good stuff. All right. Well, I think we're going to go ahead and on the awkward panda moment of the podcast, we're going to go ahead and draw that to a close. So thank you so much for listening. Thank you for listening to Bone Throwers Theater. The cast is Carlin, Jeff, Jeremy, Johnny, Jordan, and Stephanie. This podcast is released under our Creative Commons, Attribution, Non-Commercial, No Derivatives, 3.0 Unboarded License. Please feel free to share the podcast, but please do not modify it or attempt to gain financially from it. To find the show online, visit our site, bonethrowerstheater.com. Our Twitter feed is at bonethrowerstheater, and our email address is bonethrowerstheater at gmail.com. Join our social networks on Facebook and Google+. Podcast art was designed by Laura Tress and is used with her permission. Until next time... May the bones fall in your favor. This has been a Nerd Circle podcast production.